Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 153rd episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank all of you for being here today. And today we have a hand from early in what I think is a $2,500 buy-in tournament at Borgata. They have, I think, four main tournament series throughout the year, and this is one of the smaller ones. Um, here we are early in the day, though. I get Jack-9 suited. I open it up to 400 in the cutoff. That seems perfectly standard. A tight, aggressive guy calls on the button. And then Alan Kessler, three bets to 1,500 from the big blind. So when Alan Kessler, three bets, what kind of range are we putting him on? Is it only nut hands like aces, kings, queens, and ace, king? Is it uh, a little bit wider, just a polarized range like all decent big Broadway hands and pairs? Or is it polarized like a bunch of suited connectors and stuff, and as well as the best hands. I would venture to say that I think Allen's probably three-betting primarily with just good cards. He's known to be a little bit on the tight side, and I would not be shocked to see a very strong range. So knowing that, should I fold or should I call? Well, we have to put in 1,100 more to win what's going to be a 3,400 pot if the tight aggressive player folds. So we are getting about 3 to 1 immediate pot odds, 3.5 to 1. Maybe four and a half to one if the tight, tight aggressive guy calls. And, you know, we're fine with other, other people calling because Jack-9 suited is usually going to flop decently enough to where if we get a good hand, we're in fine shape. So we're getting three and a half to one immediate plus perhaps an additional 15 to one on the back end. So we're getting about 18 to one total. And typically with suited connectors, you want to have about 20 to one implied odds to justify calling. So we're not quite getting that. However, we are in position against Allen, which is great. You, you always want to be in position when you're calling, getting roughly the right price with your suited connectors, because out of position, you're going to have a tough time um, realizing your equity. And we may be able to bluff Allen Kessler sometimes. If he does have ace-king and the flop comes 8-7-3, well, we're probably winning that pot. So I think we can justify calling here. The tight aggressive player is almost never going to re-raise. So we're going to see a flop pretty much every time. I mean, you have to be... Pretty maniacal to re-raise Alan Kessler here. So I think calling is fine. It's certainly loose. If you think you're going to mess up after the flop, like if you're going to navigate spots where you make top pair marginal kicker poorly, basically meaning you're just never folding versus Allen, if you do that, you are probably messing up. So we're going to have to be a way to, we're going to have to be capable of getting away from some flops that are decent enough for us. Understanding that we're primarily playing to make very good hands. So I do call, and the tight aggressive guy calls on the button. So we see a very fun flop. 10, 9, I'm sorry, jack, 10, 9, all clubs. I have jack, 9 of spades. So we have top and bottom pair. All the draws are available. And Allen bets 2,000 into the 4,800 pot, and we have 14,000 behind. <sighs> so clearly... There are a lot of bad turns for us, right? So knowing that, we typically want to go ahead and apply pressure immediately if we think we can shove and get called by worse hands, or if we can shove and protect our equity. And if Allen does have a hand like Ace of Diamonds, King of Clubs, and I shove, he's probably going to fold, and that hand has a bunch of equity, so that's great. If he has a hand like Pocket Aces, or Pocket Kings, or Pocket Queens, he's not going to fold to my shove, and we're just getting it in good, so that's nice. Obviously, if he has like Pocket Queens with a Queen of Clubs, clearly we're just roughly flipping. So this is a dicey spot because I, I think that a lot of people don't quite realize that our hand is not nearly as strong as it appears. Let's actually run run this in um 
program like Equilab real quick. Let's give us Jack of Spades and Nine of Spades. Let's give the board Jack of Clubs, Ten of Clubs, Nine of Clubs. And let's just give Alan Kessler the, the tight range that I initially described. Aces, Kings, Queens, Jacks, Tens, Nines, Ace, King, and that's it. So if that's his range, how are we faring over here? You see, we only have 53, 52% equity, right? So we're just basically flipping against that range. Um, the thing is, we're going to make some of these ace-kings fold, which gives us some fold equity. And all these ace-kings always have equity. Um, so I, I think shoving's fine because we're going to get it in slightly ahead. Actually, so that's not true because if we take the, the ace-kings out without the clubs, what we can do is you can click here, go to suit selection, and then click on ace-king. And click on suit selection. And then you want to do only the ones with a club. Click OK. Then click apply. And you'll see now we're getting it in slightly behind when we shove and get called. But we're going to make him fold out some combinations of hands. So that's OK. So anyway, uh, what I wanted to show here is that this is just not like a windmill slam dunk all in. As I think a lot of people think. Uh, if we had jack 10, I think it'd be a little bit better. If we had, um, I mean, I, I, a set, obviously a set's better. <laughs> but on boards that are exactly like this, queen, t jack 10, jack 10, 9, 10, 9, 8, when you have something like top and bottom pair or bottom two pair, you're really just not loving it that much. Let's see what happens if I change my hand to 10 of spades and 9 of spades for bottom two pair. Uh, we lose about a percent. So not, not a huge difference. I guess they're all just roughly marginal. And I think a lot of people think that this is a nut hand. And they'll shove in the spot and get called, and they'll be against a set, or they'll be against pocket aces with the ace of clubs, and they're just surprised. They think, oh, man, I thought I was getting it in great. Or they even feel entitled, and they think that whenever they get it in with something like, well, the, the, the two pair here, let's give our opponent ace of clubs, ace of diamonds. You see, he's actually a favorite, right? He has 53% equity. I think I said earlier we were basically flipping, and we are basically flipping. And... People think when they make two pair, they're supposed to win. And clearly you're not supposed to win if your opponent has a good hand. And we already gave Alan a range of mostly good hands. Let's see what happens if we change Alan's range a bit. Let's give him all the big pairs like we suspect. Let's now instead include a bunch of just big Broadway hands. Let's see what that does. If we were to just get it all in every time. And you see, we're also not loving it, right? Same story. We are, actually, as we widen his range, somehow we get worse. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Let's see. Am I doing something wrong? I don't think I am. All these hands have equity is what it amounts to. We may make him fold out ace-king and ace-queen. So if we take these out of his range, we may make him fold ace-ten. So if we give him this range, what happens? We're actually in bad shape. Maybe this is just a fold. <laughs> Maybe it's a call. I don't know what we're supposed to do here. Um, we could certainly call. If we do call and the turn is a blank... We just have to go with it. If the turn is a bad card, we know what bad the bad cards are, right? Um, king is clearly bad. Queen is clearly bad. I say king is clearly bad. It may not actually be that bad. A queen's definitely way worse for us than a king because a queen completes ace-king, whereas a king does not complete ace-king. We still have the best hand there. Um, an eight's relatively bad. Any club's bad. So maybe we're supposed to call and see what develops. This is a dicey spot. Another problem is that he bet 2,000 into the 4,800. If he bet bigger, that would make me more inclined to call because whenever he bets small, it gives us some fold equity to shove. But like say he potted it. You know he's not folding to a shove, right? And if he's not folding to a shove, 
we want to call and see if the turn's a safe card before getting it in. Whereas here, he's not really risking very much. So all in all, I think this is a shove. I don't like it, uh, but it's the, the best of the bad options. And this is the kind of spots you find yourself in. I think folding would be way too tight, by the way. Um, whenever you have 50% equity, like we see, we did have 50% equity, sort of worst case scenario. Maybe maybe we could have slightly worse equity than that. But on average, if we have about 50% equity, you can't fold when you're getting three or four to one pot odds on the flop. Remember, you only bet 2,000 into the 4,800 pot, right? So we have to put in two to win a total of 7,800. Or no, is that right? 8,800? Yeah, 8,800. So certainly we can't fold the flops. We're either calling or we're raising. And I think if we're raising all ins, the only play that makes sense. Just because whatever he has, has a lot of equity. Um, this time he has pocket kings. So we're off to the races. Hopefully we can win. And we do. Alan Kessler's never lucky. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you have not already, go sign up for the email list at jonathanlittlepoker.com. We have a lot of exciting promotions happening. And if you like poker, if you like this podcast, you'll like being on the email list. So check that out again at jonathanlittlepoker.com. Thank you very much. And we'll be back next week with another fun hand from this $2,500 tournament. Thanks for being here today. <laughs>